Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pop Cult X, episode 106. Your go-to for all things pop culture from a Gen X or expanded version of pop culture. Or like I like to say, pop culture to the power of X. So, as you can see, Gabe is not here tonight. He's out celebrating his husband Doug's birthday. So, shout out to Doug. Happy birthday, Doug. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. But stepping in and um, joining us once again after a two-year hiatus, we have Shannon Callahan. So, welcome, Shannon. Welcome back to Pop Culture. Thank you for having me back. I'm thrilled. Yes, and and last time we we sat down with you, we talked about um, women in music production, especially on the producer side of things. Yeah. So I know um, your career path and where you're going recently has has even veered more towards that. Is that correct? Would you say? Right. Yeah. In like, yeah, in like various ways, because, yeah, not only have we been just writing more, you know, as you know, we teamed up with Eric, mm-hmm. writer, filmmaker, Eric Shapiro. And um, yeah, we are also producing films with him so yeah we're we got a lot in the works yeah at that time we were like um I started stepping away from like some of the live music Mm -hmm. and was just focused just exclusively on work in the studio um and funny enough we're actually circling back to playing live again (laughs) why not (laughs) which that was (laughs) That was a huge, yeah, yeah, where, like, I had totally stepped out of that scene. I was like, I'm only writing and producing, <laughs> which, that, you know, that is the case. That is the the path. But it's just kind of funny how, like, you still d- can't predict all the time, like, what's come, what's going to pop up on your path. Right, And right. it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Now, for those of you who don't know, a um, couple weeks ago, we interviewed uh, Jaime, which is uh, Shannon's partner at Planet Mischief, about his musical career and his musical journey and his composing career and what they're doing there. And Eric, who um, Shannon mentioned, we also interviewed him about a month or so ago about his filmmaking career. So if you guys want to go watch those, learn more about those two gentlemen, feel free. They're a couple... Um, episodes ago but um right now i guess so um live music i was gonna ask you if you missed it but i guess since you're doing it again it's kind of a moot point well it's not an obvious answer because i went through like kind of a lot with that because Mm -hmm. around like the end of last year like it was just taking a huge toll on my body oh i can imagine sick and i was like getting kind of frustrated because we were canceling shows and I was like, we cannot go on like this. This isn't okay. Like I'm not mm-hmm. okay. And so taking like a substantial amount of time, like really just allowed me to kind of focus inward. Oh, okay. turns out like I really needed that journey and my body like went through a great amount of healing and really good things. And I wouldn't say I was like dying to get back into live music, but I did miss singing like the performing aspect of singing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I didn't really miss a lot because I had the two bands going at the time I had my my band blood cells and then we had our anthrax tribute band Medusa and I think it's just too much especially with blood cells doing a lot of the writing and playing it was like just a lot to like (laughs) mentally handle and then physically it's like a lot of equipment it's just it's a lot of stuff and so I think taking a full step back 
going totally kind of in an off balance way allowed me to go, okay, I think I know where balance might be now. And it's maybe like minimal on the performing so I can still like enjoy it. And it can be a cool outlet, especially because like, yeah, like gigs pop up for Medusa. So it's like, obviously, you know, people still want to see this, this band. Mm-hmm. And I still want to perform in it. So it like it I had like a bittersweet thing and I kind of rekindled a little bit of a desire and love to get back on stage. You know, it just kind of made sense. So I had well, to that that is <laughs> cool because here. because um I've heard your music and your voice, you're such a great singer. So I'm you're glad that you're not denying your fans that. So <laughs> thank you. Well, I think it's funny because. I had tried to retire from the stage before because like people don't realize like I've been performing since I was five years old. It has been a <laughs> lifetime of performing. I didn't just like step onto the scene and go, oh, I'm tired. I've had enough. Like it's been a long journey, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I think I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is a long, it is a long journey. Yes. I, I can imagine if you're been, I guess in the forefront since you were five. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I would know, I would want to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go off stage for a bit, get out of the limelight. Oh, cause sometimes, yeah. Cause sometimes you realize like, am I doing it for me anymore? And then, so kind of finding that balance of like, okay, there were times mm. like, yeah. So I had tried to retire once before and I kind of came back cause it was like, people were like, oh, that's a bummer, you know? really wish you were performing again. And it was like, that kind of made me feel like, oh, I want to get back on stage, but that's not always the right reason. Like you have to, it has to be right for you in all aspects. So it has to be healthy, like, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And And it seems like you, you said you rekindled that passion for it. So it seems like you, maybe you found that balance where live shows every now and then are, are good for your soul. So. Right. Right. Not like a full blown, like live performing schedule, but mm-hmm. yeah, still being able to have that while still, you know, being in the studio. Cause I don't know if you know this about me, but I can be such a hermit in the studio. Like <laughs> I, I get really like reclusive. <laughs> I don't know if that's always so healthy. It's like, it's great on one end, but like, I always, I think I'm antisocial sometimes because of it. So like, that's why I'm being quiet. I'm like, wow, I haven't been on like a podcast or interview in so long. Like well I mean I get that sometimes I don't want to be around people either so it's like I'll just you know I'll just hang out at my computer it won't talk back to me (laughs) yeah Yeah, for sure um so on the production sides of things for you you have your music production and now you're stepping into film production are those widely different as I imagine or do they share a lot of common um things the stuff that we're doing, like with Eric, I mean, it's definitely with each short we've done mm-hmm. has presented a completely different like set of criteria because it's like each one's so different. So each one like calls for a different style approach and whatnot. And so that's definitely different because like until now, I'll write whatever I want, whenever I want, like just, <laughs> right. you know, it's truly self motivated and self-driven and then when you're like scoring film yeah you're really like okay let me get in the head of the writer let me get mm-hmm. into these um, like the emotions of these actors and let me try to get into the spaces like in in between this story and create this new emotion so yeah with each one it's like a little scary because there's that new challenge of am I gonna 
is the sound and the pic, is it all going to marry? Is it going to mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. what the, the vision was? And then that's the beautiful thing of like being a, a musician songwriter, like it's kind of like overcoming those things, working through them and finding, Ooh, I love what I did. And like, okay, like everyone's happy. Okay. I learned this new thing too. And like, it's cool. Cause you get this forward momentum feeling yeah. with each one. I feel like picking up new skills. So yeah, it's totally different in that sense. Um, we've been doing the shorts and then as you know, like we have the feature. So mm-hmm. like, haven't, I haven't worked on that yet. They're not, um, it's still <laughs> in the uh, form of shooting yeah. and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's totally different. It's really fun. That's exciting. I mean, I, I always, you know, until recently, I never really, I mean, I know John Williams and, you know, the major composer like that, but mm. until recently, I haven't really paid much attention to what the music and how much it adds to, it adds another dimension yeah. to the films. So, I mean, totally. just, it's just so much more. I mean, just like, I think of like, um, what's the movie by Christopher Nolan, uh, Dunkirk and just like the score and just the, some of the, some of the like sounds. Me- like memorable. Yeah. It's just some of the sounds. And also there's another movie where I think it um All Quiet on the Western Front that was like nominated for the Academy Award. And it was a lot of repetitive sounds, but kind of like in a Jaws moment when you heard those sounds appear on screen, you know, uh oh, something's coming, some yeah. memorable moment. And so I can imagine right. when you're creating that that you're like, Ooh, I got to add this in. So how is, how must that feel for you to just be able to create those moments for people to watch? Oh, well, I, I like kind of describe it as like, my goal is to 100%, like I'll take, I'll say Eric, cause he's who I'm working with right now. Mm-hmm. I want to 100% get his head and satisfy his needs. And I want to mm-hmm. 100% also like intuitively dig in and just do <laughs> what I need feel like I need to do. So I want to like 100% do both of those. And yeah. so far, like that's gone well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Cause yeah, it's sometimes it's just like watching the same little thing over and over. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I think I know what like, in like where in my virtual instrument library, I might gravitate towards. Cause gotcha. it's like, I found there was a phenomenon that when I feel aligned to a project, I have a very easy time finding sounds and working with sounds. Like I have a, it's, there's something kind of magical about that. And it's like, mm-hmm. how did I find that obscure sound that I wanted in this vast library? And so there's something kind of nice about when you're like aligned with, with it. Yeah. When like, cause it's like, and Eric also gives like that freedom to be like, please do like your thing as well. Like, here's what I want, but like, it's open to, you know, like yeah, our side. Well, he trusts you as an artist and, and that yeah, trust from the nice. filmmaker must be really nice. Yeah. It like, it definitely creates a nice like foundation there. Like there's a really like great feeling, I think like among us to creatively build something together, which is very beautiful that's like yeah you can only like dream of that kind of relationship like you think mm-hmm. of like composer you know filmmakers like who have that and it's like wow that that would be the goal yeah <laughs> it would be i mean <laughs> we, <laughs> we've been talking to a lot of comic book 
writers and artists recently. And so I always ask them, how is it working with the rest of your team? Because it really is like a team effort to build like a comic book, the art, art, the writing. So I can just imagine the same holds true in your space with the music and the filmmaking that it all has to come together and be cohesive to create the the overall vision what the director or the auteur wanted. Right. I think like what we're doing, like in this situation, because it's not a huge crew, it's not Mm -hmm. like a lot of people involved. Eric's doing a lot of roles um, on his end. And then on our end, it's Jaime and me. So like if it's the composing or the sound design, whatever, like, and now we're going to start getting into a little little more design stuff. I kind of want to start tinkering around with some like. (laughs) kitchen stuff, make some little weird instrument, you know, just have fun. But yeah, it's not a lot of people on the team. So we're really like, okay, everyone has to be. And then there's this RJ is involved. I mean, we just all have to be on point. We have to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, here's like, here's the time frame. Here's the project and just put forth your best work. And so, yeah, if it's like, not like that, it won't work on a small team like this. Cause it's, we're taking on more roles, you know, especially Eric, a whole bunch of things. (laughs) um, So you said sound design. So um, I should introduce you to someone I interviewed on the show called Fred. His name is Fred Greenhall. He's a um, audio engineer, like the lead audio engineer for like Realm Media, which to do a lot of audio podcast stories. And his favorite thing is doing what you said in the kitchen, making sound design, you know, making things, um, the Foley type stuff. So yeah, yeah. And I, I was laughing because you're getting like my half, like half of a studio, half of a kitchen view. <laughs> but I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I love that. Like I have the kitchen right here because there's so many things I can like just tinker around with. And I totally like that's that's going to happen. That's yeah, that's fun that's stuff. <laughs> that's that's yeah. really fun stuff. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, it was cool catching up with you and what your career is going. And I'm very excited to see and hear what transpires next. But, you know, we are a pop culture podcast YouTube show. So let's talk a little bit about pop culture. Let's see. What are you currently, um, is there anything you're currently watching or reading that you'd like to share with our viewers? Watching? Um, well, when it comes to TV, I'm like, I can be a little bit of a TV junkie, but in like a weird way. Like okay. I don't watch a lot of TV. Like I only watch like when I'm like at night going to bed, but I would call my, like the way I feel about TV, like I'm obsessed <laughs> and I <totally laughs> like, like garbage humor. So like my shows are like Rick and Morty, the league, always sunny in okay. Philadelphia. Like that's me. And I watch a lot of like other great shows. I would call the good place, like the best show on TV. I watched okay. it like five Everything I love, I watched through like five times. So you're more likely to find me rewatching the same shows yeah, over and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, reading, I'm always kind of reading, like, I'm always kind of picking up the Bhagavad Gita. I'm always kind of picking up like things on meditation, nice. Buddhism, yoga. That's kind of like typically what I'm reading if it's not like music stuff related. Um, I haven't really gotten into like a, good fiction like novel in a while <laughs> so um yeah I like can't commit even though I like to like read it's just like little things that's I can't, interesting like, yeah so you're reading all these deep philosophical books but then like you get your release through the garbage tv as you call it so. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good balance. All, yeah. I'm all like deep philosophical, like transcendental reading. <laughs> and then I go watch stand up comedy, like just, just vulgar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. That sounds right. Sounds um, good. Yeah. <laughs> There's a show on Hulu called Extraordinary that I was introduced to by a, a, a former guest. And it's about a a group of people, actually everyone in England, I don't know if it's England or worldwide, they have superpowers, except for okay. one person. And the show centers around the one person who doesn't have powers and how she <laughs> yeah. navigates that. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's quite <laughs> interesting. I, I highly recommend it if you want a good laugh. It has that the humor yeah. of like the league and whatnot. So I think you might like oh. that one. Oh, excellent. I'm totally like, I could use a new show right now. So that's, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so I also had this question. So on Twitter, um, there was a, a thread or a, I don't know what you call it when like a people like retweet, yeah. quote tweet, you know, just goes on and on and on. But it was, the question was, what four movies define your childhood? So I thought that was very interesting. So I, I gave it some thought to me. So I thought maybe we could go back and forth and like, I'll say one of mine and you can say one of yours and we can comment cool. on them back and forth. So yeah. like, yeah, let's do it. So like the first one for me is I'm the shirt I'm wearing. It was star Wars. Cause that was like okay. the, the, the movie that I really remember a lot. My mom always tells me, Oh yeah, we took you when you were six weeks old to go watch the movie in the theater. Uh-huh. So I was like the, one of the youngest people in there. I don't remember it, but and then watching it since then, I've rewatched it numerous times and everything that goes along. So that's probably my first movie when I always think of movies from my childhood is Star Wars. Okay. And like, how do you feel about the whole series or is this specific to? Um, I, I enjoy them all. Uh, I'm not the kind of person who's going to be like, oh, I hate that. I'm never going to watch it. I mean, anything that gives you the content within that universe that you enjoy yeah. Why not? Why not savor it? Why? Why be a someone who's like, ooh, that they can't do that. That's terrible. That's just enjoy everything. Just relish in the fact that it's there. That's that's my yeah. mindset on that stuff. I always wonder because so much stuff comes out Star Wars related, mm-hmm. and I'm not actually that into it. So I don't really keep up or know. Like people ask, like if I watch The Mandalorian, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> like the Mandal, um, what? Like, I don't know, but, um, I always wonder, like, is there a point that people are like, this isn't really like the stir, like the feel, the vibe we're used to, or is it? Yeah. Like anything Star Wars. Mm, I see what you mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think anything Star Wars is good for me. I mean, some of the shows, the storytelling was like, well, this is kind of weird, but, but the Mandalorian, I think if you think about what Star Wars is, it's a space cowboy in a way. Right. And so the Mandalorian, you brought that up, that show, I think, really hit on that. And it really was like Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian character, was really like this lone cowboy and how he found his his um, other Mandalorian people. And he found like his tribe, so to speak. And he found his people and who he belongs with. So he went from being a person bounty hunter on his own to now being a part of a collective and a bigger group and working towards the greater goal of his people. That's cool. Yeah, but that was pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself? What's a what's a movie that defined your childhood? Oh, like yeah, like the first that comes to mind definitely Fight Club. Mm. Interesting. My, so, that's my movie. <laughs> <laughs> How old do you think you were when the first time you saw that? I would say, um, maybe like fourteen, fifteen. 
Okay. Now, did, did you understand the the like the social ramifications of it at that time? Um. Well, I've always been like kind of. Um, I've always enjoyed, yeah, getting into complex mm. stuff. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like, oh my god, this is the movie I needed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh-huh, I needed uh-huh. it in my life, and I think I've been analyzing it from that moment till now because you know, like. <laughs> things have changed. I like, I now have a total, actually different perspective on it after now having spent massive amounts of time in meditation. <laughs> okay. Different analysis. And that movie is just so great. Cause you can totally do that with it. You yeah, can have yeah. assessment of it and then like strip layers and, and just have fun. And it's so dark and it's so like you go in your own mind and really think like, I don't know. It just digs up some stuff. It's cool. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched it. Well, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember that I just took it at face value. I didn't really think about the deeper meanings of it. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was a cool movie. I mean, the, and yeah. the, the guy's beating up himself, but that was pretty cool in a way, you know? Yeah. But, it's at, yeah. At the least cool. If you don't understand anything, it's at least rad like a rad, <laughs> cool looking dark grainy green movie mm-hmm. yeah. it so much. <laughs> very true but it is it really is yeah um another one for me and now this i just watched recently again for the first time in probably 20 years was the movie uh, the goonies oh i haven't yeah. seen that in so long it was such a fun movie i can't believe um i guess I, I grew up watching that several times i mean and it had so many great actors in it and i guess it uh, all people always compared me to sean austin as i grew up he's like oh you look like rudy you look like you know uh samwise <laughs> gamchi from lord of the rings i was like no i don't That's but funny. i don't know if i ever would have thought that but maybe i'll see it now <laughs> yeah, <you> maybe <laughs> and, and, and um, so I, when I watched it again, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the guy who he just won the Academy Award. So seeing um, what's his name? Guy. I, I can't think of his name. Um, anyway, who's the guy who won the best supporting actor for the Academy Award recently. I'm sorry. Hey, Wah Queen. I can't I can't pronounce his name right. Never have been able to. But seeing him as a kid well, and and seeing him there and it's like, wow, it, you know, it's just to imagine if he knew the future at that moment that he was going to grow up. 30 years later and be able to win the Academy Award for another performance. It's just, I don't know. It was totally. just kind of mind blowing for me. That's always fun. Like when you watch other like old movies and sometimes like an actor that became very well established with awards, they have like a small role or like <laughs> just some like whatever role. And you're like, Hey, that's, you know, mm-hmm. whoever. And I love that. Like, I kind of love piecing together people's journeys and I'm yeah. always like that. That nerd who, like, every time I'm watching something, I'm like, well, let's IMDb them or let's look at <laughs> them. Let's find out everything they did. And then I sit there half watching, half making connections, and I get all excited. And I just, I feel like I'm like a, like an official researcher, like when I'm doing it. I laugh because I do the same thing. I'm like, who is that? And I get to my phone, look it up. Oh, he's in that one. Oh, wait, he was in that other movie. And I'm just go down that rabbit hole. So yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's fun, especially when you see like a few people from one movie or show also like all of them in another. And I go like, okay, what's going on here? Who, who directed yeah. I want to know how how did this group 
Right. Like, or a couple actors that I'll see together. I get like very excited about that for some reason. <laughs> you know uh, i mean it's, that happens a lot especially and it came up recently you know when gabe and i were chatting about that um like adam sandler does it with a lot of his friends quentin tarantino yeah. does it um james yeah. gunn does it with like his wife and they, i mean but these directors and filmmakers they 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 want to work with their friends and they want to work with people who they know they can get the results with so like yeah. i i don't blame them i think it's a great idea i mean martin scorsese does it and so what's fun. I don't, yeah it is yeah, fun I mean fun to find out like oh that's a unit <laughs> actually I was gonna ask you because you said like not really like always noticing the the score or like the composers like if you were into lost or fringe at all mm, I never watched lost and I'm not sure what fringe is so I guess I, not <laughs> fringe is amazing um okay but like those were both J.J. Abrams with the composer Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino is awesome. Yes. Oh, right. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. You know. Yes. (laughs) He's my favorite right now, for sure. Yeah, he is fantastic. He, I think he did, um, did he do the Batman recently, right? The movie, The Batman? I think so. Yeah, I I haven't like seen like a lot of movies. You know, well, IMDb is right here, right? Um, but yeah, he is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I know he also directed a uh, a Marvel short film for Disney Plus recently, the Werewolf at Night, I think it's called. Oh. So, so it's he's also exploring from being a composer now, also a a film director. So I'm excited That's to really- see what he does next. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He really is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, what's another movie that maybe you? um enjoyed a lot during your formative ages i was gonna say one but now i'm gonna say another one and that's comes her yes <laughs> um i saw something like some there was like a film festival like screening it or something was happening recently and like mm-hmm. i was so <laughs> oh no <laughs> that movie so much like that was such a like the wit involved mm-hmm. and it was so witty and dark and like I just loved it on so many levels that was definitely a, a, a movie I think about when I think about my childhood I think about that movie and I think wow no one really talks about how great that movie was and like you like I kind of almost forgot about it for a long time and so yeah like asking about the movies I'm like death becomes her like that's I gotta give it some love right now like it deserves <laughs> I like it you're absolutely correct. That was a great movie. I think I just watched it a couple of weeks ago and it holds oh, up. Shit. It really holds up. It's such a yes. fantastic film. Bruce Willis, um, yes. Han, it's just amazing performances. Like, yeah, Bruce Willis gives a performance like you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it's, yeah, that's a wicked good movie. So like, go, yeah, gory in its own way and funny and light in its own way and <laughs> absolutely it. it is it yeah. is really great yeah that's a good it's addition like, it's a good like catty catty women's you know like just but just done in a great way and they end up like best friends frenemies forever <laughs> they do right they end up linked forever yep until well, yep. they fall yep. apart at the end yeah but <laughs> i always thought man that's that's cool you're gonna yeah. have to do something for that's cool 
<laughs> like I love cool. when they fall down, they're all broken. They're like, ah, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> just so ridiculous, you know? They're at his funeral and they're laughing in the background. Yeah, that was. Oh my God. You know such what? A great movie. I connect to that even more so because I can't be at weddings or funerals because I have an uncontrollable like problem with my laughter, and oh. I'm like super triggered by those. Those are two <laughs> scenarios I'm aware of, and I just like I remember like seeing that movie and being like, oh my god, that would be me too. Like I'd be, <laughs> I'd, be I'd be with <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. But what's what's yours? Um, another one, this wasn't on my initial list, but just thinking back, this it's a movie that my sisters used to watch all the time. So of course I'd watch it too. And that's the movie Splash. Uh Daryl Hannah, Tom Hanks. Daryl Hannah plays a mermaid. Um, she comes out of water, you know, fish out of water type story, and Tom oh. Hanks basically remembers her. I guess she saved his life as a child or something like that. It's such a great movie. John Candy's in it. It's so cool. It's such a fun story. And I think probably watched that because of my sisters. Yeah. And I do mean that it was because of them. It wasn't like, I'm just saying that yeah. so many times. I mean, every day probably. And it was, it's really? such a great movie. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, it sucks because like when 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 anyone and I was just talking about this with Eric because I'm like, this is super embarrassing. Like people like talk about movies and I'm like, I've, I've never seen that. Like, I always feel like that's my my answer. I'm like, oh, man, I never saw that movie. <laughs> and then I have this like disorder or something where I'll say that. And then like someone will be like, Shannon, you saw that movie with me. And I'm like, oh, brother, like I have like movie amnesia or something like and I just always feel like I've haven't seen all the classics mm -hmm. I should just like <laughs> make it a goal because I feel like I've heard of that movie that's like one of those movies like and then all those like Steve Martin movies mm -hmm. all the Tom Hanks movies I've seen some Tom Hanks movies well I, I mean They're I guess fun. it's have a little movie marathon one night yeah. and just put on some old movies and exactly <laughs> and that way you can see people hot I watched it <laughs> I know I know. I feel like I always gravitate towards, yeah, gruesome stuff. Okay. Let's, let's, let's say what, okay. What's, what would be like your favorite gory or horror movie? If you're, if you're leaning towards that. I know well, that's a lot of movies out there that fall into that. So. Well, American Psycho would be like mm -hmm. definitely one of my favorite movies. Watched it a ton growing up. I don't know if that fought, it's a psychological like thriller. I don't know if that would be like horror. Oh, I know what my favorite horror movie is though. Um, and <laughs> this is like kind of dorky actually. Okay. But um, House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie. Okay. I've, and I can see, I'll tell, I'll be you right now. I've never seen both. I haven't seen either okay. of those movies. Okay. <laughs> I'm shocked about American Psycho, though. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's one of those movies that I see, you know, as I'm going through streamers. Oh, American Psycho. I should probably watch that someday. Yeah, it's good. I'll go put Star Wars back on or something. Yeah, I know. The... It needs to be in the comfort zone. Because like you said, you want to be in like your the universe that you're mm -hmm. where, you know, you're used to the characters and stuff. And yeah, it's like not always appealing to put on something random. You know, like I'm not in the mood to 
find out this other thing <laughs> right now. I know I, I get really moody about it, but American Psycho is really cool. Like it's just, yeah, just another one, kind of like a fight club in that mm-hmm. it's just a total mental yeah. sort of thing. Um, and again, it's another one of those that I, I've, I, I just keep having fun thinking about um, <laughs> over time. Um, but, but Christian Bale's performance, yeah. it's, so good and the movie is like it takes place in the 80s and he's like this like um if i remember correctly like a wall street yeah, like a wall street broker or something right yeah and like it's just so the way they depicted it is just like very edgy and funny and kind of ridiculous <laughs> but like he has got this like because I, I also read the book Oh, okay. both, Club and American Psycho, actually. And um, yeah, he has this like obsession with music. And so he goes from like these murderous like thoughts and, and planning and all this weird shit to like popping on like Huey Lewis in the news and like analyzing it. Like, like he gets so excited. He like the way he talks about it, like, you know what I mean? He starts analyzing yeah, the music yeah. and you're like, he's about to murder. You know, in the book, which I think is really um, interesting, because I think they did a great job book to movie. But like in the book, they'll go on for pages with that of his rambling. And yeah, like he'll he'll get so into this like pop culture. Mm -hmm. He goes so Mm. into it that it's like you kind of forget what book you're reading. You're just on his like stream of consciousness about (laughs) pop songs. And interesting. I might have to read the book. The book, yeah, amazing, amazing okay. book. I'll yeah. make a note. Yeah, I'm gonna have to read that book. Sounds sounds great. Yeah, with both of those, Fight Club and American Psycho, I feel like I don't know book or movie. It's like that's hard to say which is better. They're both brilliant and so mm-hmm. well, like you know, tra- transposed. What's the word? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I got you. I know what you mean. They're real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only think of the word transposed. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And sometimes it's not always the case, right? Sometimes the movie doesn't do the book justice. Um, yeah. So I'm glad to hear that in this case. I haven't read Fight Club. I've read other books by the author, but I haven't read Fight Club. Oh, um, cool. But what else yeah. has he written? Uh, I think there's a book called Survivor. It's about a plane crash, and there's like one survivor, and he, he goes through this whole like um like survivor's remorse, you know, type of guilty oh. thing. So it's, that was interesting. There's a few other books. Uh, I have to look them up. I don't know offhand. Cool. Yeah. yeah I but, only read that one. I was always curious. Yeah. It's other ones were. Yeah. They're, they're interesting. I mean, he is a very distinct author and he is a very yeah. um, way of putting things. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Well, the final movie that really defined my childhood, and I say this one for the end because I always wanted to be one, was a Ghostbuster. (laughs) Ghostbusters. I mean, it's from the catchy songs to the the ghost, you know, fighting them. It's just Slimer. It was just so much fun. And I I really, I guess all my movies are like from the 80s because that's probably, that's when I was like in my youth, I guess I would say. Ask me what movies I watched as a teenager. That might be a different story. But um, yeah, so Ghostbusters, really fun. It was grouping my teen years in with childhood. But okay, I could do I that. I really don't think of any movies in my for my childhood. So fair enough. Yeah, as far as like imprinting on me like that, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But I, I loved Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is so good. Um, yeah, we we sing uh that Herbie Hancock song around here a lot. <laughs> like that happens. There's a lot of uh yeah, breaking out into dance and singing and beatboxing and that that occurs frequently. <laughs> hey, that's that's a that's a good way to pass the time. Why not? Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. So what's a final movie from you, Shannon? What's the final one on your list or for this this purpose right here that you could throw out? Okay. Well, I would say Office Space was a big My one. stapler. Mm-hmm. That was a big one for me. Yeah. That's... Um, I saw that movie at a time like where I guess I was... I didn't have the sense of humor I had. Like I was finding my sense of humor. Okay. And I just like, at first the movie made me feel really irritated. And um, I must've been going through a very literal fate. I don't know what I like. I I remember I was a very like moody (laughs) at the time. (laughs) But um, I remember I saw that movie and I was just like, this is weird you know or whatever mm-hmm. and then by the second time because for whatever reason I watched it again like pulled towards it again by the second time like I felt like this is my sense of humor like nice yeah this yeah. is like this is me so I think I was just going through like of like I don't understand these new <laughs> silly feelings <laughs> you know and I'm like oh I'm a very silly person and like I just the sarcastic stuff and that you know just hits home for me and then like that movie's just just so great yeah yeah I hear you I mean so I remember after working in the office environment for a while Mm -hmm. that movie hits so much differently and you know especially the scene with the they're breaking apart the printer that never worked and I I I feel their pain there and you know that was before I entered that environment so I feel like I don't know why, but like I feel like I then entered that environment for several years, very corporate mm-hmm. um, after high school. And then I felt like, wow, I understand. Like to this point, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why do I have to hear the same thing from three people? Exactly. Like, if, like <laughs> I got the memo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um Ron Livingston, Livingstone, Livingston, who plays the main actor in the movie, he's such a fantastic actor. Um, there's another show that he's on called Louder Milk. I'm not sure if you've seen that one. No, um, I wasn't sure if he was still acting anymore. Uh he is. He's been in smaller roles in different um places, but he stars in a show by the Fairley brothers called Louder Milk. And I highly recommend that one as well. It has that same Okay. Dark comedy feel of Office Space in it, okay. and so if you liked Office Space, you'll like that. And I love the Fairley Brothers; they're so what great. What else did they do? Because they that sounds familiar to me. Uh, Fairley Brothers are um, Dumb and Dumber, Me, Myself, and Irene. Um, oh, okay. A lot of those type of movies, but the greatness about them is their inclusivity. So they always. They they don't exclude people because they don't fit within a certain mold of what like Hollywood says. Like their most recent yeah. movie by one of the brothers is called Champions. It's out now. I think it's with uh, Woody Harrelson, and he plays a basketball coach for adult. Um, um, what's the right 
appropriate way, adult disabled, um, not mentally, but uh, intellectually disabled. So some have Down syndrome and others have, you know, different um, handicaps and, and they bring in those actors to portray that role. So I thought that was really cool because oh, okay. they always include those people and it That's makes cool. it feel like, you know, movies and storytelling is really for everyone. So yeah. it's, just, it's really cool. Well, and I know that like people, they feel a certain way sometimes when mm -hmm. they feel like, well, if, you know, this role was written into this movie, why is someone so wildly? And I, I kind of understand because it's, it's acting. Yeah. Everyone's acting and playing a role, but it is interesting to, to make that kind of like, it sounds like they make that, like, that's an important part. Yeah. It. It is. It really is. And and that's really interesting. That's really they they make that choice. And I think they and you'll even see it if you go watch Loudermilk, you'll see some of the characters in there who who fit that mold and outside of what normally what Hollywood says you have to look like or have to be like. Yeah. So yeah. they include those. So it's really great. Like breaks that barrier between like a real setting versus like, yeah, that like perfect. Mm hmm. Exactly. So, all that Hollywood, like the way things look, and it's not always like so true. So yeah, I I, I dig that because I I do welcome more of that, like in in advertising and things. Mm -hmm. like, yes, I, I very true. Yeah. yeah, I see like um a Target ad, and you see someone in a wheelchair in a Target ad. I mean, I think back to a couple of years ago, you would never see that. There right? was a gap. My son and I walked by a store and the ad was like the little boy um, didn't have a leg. It was like like um, like a prosthetic. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know the right words for things, but That's like, right. but I know my son like point and the kid was like had this huge smile. And the way like my son kind of reacted was like he was like, wow, that's amazing. So it had this like inspirational impact, mm -hmm. you know, like. I was just like, oh, cool. And we stopped and looked at it for a while. That's cool. That is really cool. Messaging of, hey, they're like, this is another person. Like, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, yep. this is how a lot of people live and, and do amazing things. And we don't have to be like, oh, they they're disabled. Ex you yep. know? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly correct. Sweet. My special. That <laughs> is. That, that's really cool. I mean, yeah, I've seen that a lot more recently, and I'm glad advertisers are finally waking up to that fact that, you know, people are people, no matter however able they are. Yeah. And, and seeing, and I guess seeing, if I'm a kid who, for whatever reason, has a prosthetic, and all I see on ads are normal, healthy kids with two legs, and maybe you feel yeah. excluded, but then to see what you said at the gap, you see that there, and you're like, wow. That's me. I can, you know, and it, it, I see me in mm -hmm. the environment. Yeah. I see me in society. Like, exactly. yeah, I'm not excluded. Yeah. I mean, I just think of like, like messaging has always been like really messed up for like, for girls, you know, growing oh, yeah. up, mm -hmm. I remember growing up with all the magazines around the house, <laughs> cosmopolitan, you know, all that stuff. And it's just like, this is not how, this is how some women look. Yeah not all fake or whatever like this is truly how some incredible looking people look but like it's not how all people look and it shouldn't be the one thing like that like girls coming up aspire to look like because we all have different bodies and like right. it's 
yeah, I, I just so against that, like that, that, that messaging that you have to look one way and be one way. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm glad people are like not conforming so much, even though there's always like, you know, people modifying themselves to look like celebrities. <laughs> They're still that. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I say, look how, just look how you want to look, be how you are. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like and it is nice to have that role model out, out there. That holds true even for like adult males like me. So uh, we're not all going to be Abercrombie and Fitch models. We're not all going to be, you know, we're not all going to have a uh, six pack abs. And, and, and that's all what, at least for me, what I see when I see advertising for different clothes or anything, it's that, that's what we saw. Yeah. And so it's, so like, true. Yeah. it's like, Ooh, I feel bad about myself. Cause I don't fit in that mold. I'm never going to look like that, but that's changed recently. Now there's more yeah. people who are um, normal sized, I guess you would say. Variety. <laughs> like, yeah. Some variety, because I think of like kids in high school who grapple with just already so much. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. if they think like, because I just remember having a hard time. And like, if you think like, oh, I have to be this way and no one's going to like me or whatever. And then you kind of get out in the world and you realize like people like all sorts of like very, you know, that like you find that like variation is welcomed more yeah, like yeah. not everyone it's not because I, I don't know when I went to high school it's just very Barbie Ken <laughs> high school but at first it was at um Los Alamitos high school and I remember like the experience there being different than when it was when I was at the arts high school okay yeah I could see <laughs> so that yeah. was like I think we talked about this like um kind of like it reminded me of like fame <laughs> like the movie <laughs> you remember <laughs> I think so yeah and I love that. So I feel like I was like, I saw both sides of it where, you mm -hmm. know, I have the magazines and the, that kind of message, <laughs> but then also the free spirited and more creative upbringing from art schools where it is more like, and not just that, it's like welcoming all of your skills. Cause it was like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're dancing, you're playing music, you're doing all these things and the school accommodates that. So I think already like that kind of environment like helped me yeah. you know I, I deem myself like you know like I'm not just like I feel like I'm a lot of things you know yeah no I got you yeah I went to a uh, school for creative performing arts that's it was like the it wasn't just that it was a normal high school but there was a section for the performing arts and and I think mm -hmm. being a, around that and in that it does make you a more I don't want to say well-rounded well person but it does allow you to be I think it opens your eyes to more items than just you know if you didn't have that, yeah, that's absolutely. how I feel. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I, I find that experience like very valuable, um, yeah. especially because like sometimes like the way the arts are viewed, it's not at the same level as like, it's like, go be a doctor, go be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. those and it's like sometimes with like creative stuff and the arts, it's just not as like, not as much emphasis put on it. So that's another like component of these yeah. schools too. It's like valuing that we don't all do one job. We don't all do <laughs> one thing. We all have different things to offer and like really nurturing that, um, yeah. you know, cause I, I, I think like that was such a big part of my life, you know, and an obvious trajectory. And it's so, still is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, I was like primed for this, but it's just mm -hmm. like, not everyone gets that, you know, and it's like, yeah. yeah, and to have like stuff being shunned, it's just like, yeah, 
<laughs> I hear you. Well, we were just supposed to talk about pop culture, but we got a little deeper than that in here in this episode. <laughs> so I think that's really great. Um, I want to just go ahead and say um, thank you for spending some time with me today. I know uh, probably went over a little longer than what I had, we had maybe envisioned, but it was such a great catching up with you, Shannon. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Now, if people want to go follow your journey, um, where's the best place where they can go follow you on social media? Which is I think the best way to follow me is just by looking up Planet Mischief. Planet okay. Mischief, we're on Instagram, YouTube. And then from there, you can find me and all of our other projects. I think that's like the best place to follow like the music, all the film stuff, all the projects. It's kind of, yeah, that's the the hub of it all. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And one final thing um, for those kids or high school kids who maybe are in the thick of it right now and in that formative years, what's maybe one piece of advice you could give to them? Maybe one little um nugget i guess well i think like when you're you're in adolescence i think everything can feel like the end of the world sometimes and everything mm -hmm. always feels so important like labels feel like you have to label things and everything feels so like heavy and important and it's kind of like you know what you can kind of rise above that and just get through those times. It's not all going to be like high school. Like that <laughs> is a special situation. And I think adolescents kind of have a rough time maybe thinking that's how the world might be or, you know, the troubles that they face in those situations define them or whatever. And it's like, you kind of need to find what, what, what makes you tick, you know, no, no pressure. <laughs> no, but like, find. <laughs> Just kind of listen to yourself, you yeah. know, really yeah. listen to yourself because I think like the biggest thing later on, you'll, you'll, you won't regret putting in like time towards the thing you love, but you Very will true. probably regret ditching those things for parties and friends, people that ended up not really being your friend. And they, there's so much emphasis on like all these, just these relationships and things. And it's mm -hmm. like, just think about you and yeah. like and and kind of like your well-being through all that it's very important it can be overlooked i think very true very wise words shannon very wise oh, words thank you. <laughs> so everyone out there go to planetmischief.com go follow them on instagram on twitter or facebook find them follow their journey look for their upcoming um musical scores and once again shannon Thanks for stepping in. Thanks for Ooh. hanging out with us tonight. We really appreciate that. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you so much, Danny.